Hello and welcome to Things I'm Not. 10 audio stories about the cliches, prejudices and general microaggressions migrant women face every day. Each story is written and performed by an artist who's migrated to the UK from a different country. Today's story is... Way to Becoming by Sabrina Richmond I am a global shapeshifter. In Zambia, bombs too big, Maui. In South Africa, you're not really black, you know. You got the best part living in exile, yes. In Ethiopia, too dark, ishi. In Palestine, pretty for a black girl, yani. In Norway, I am a very fuckable immigrant rescue. In Britain, there seems to be a split between sometimes me stealing jobs through the so-called privilege of being black now, and on the other hand, this same black skin is also a definite signifier of living off benefits in it. Since time, the black woman's body has been subject to society's appraisal of it, not only within our own communities, but most definitely outside of it. When a black African migrant woman is in a relationship with a white man, the organ on her body that society gives its highest attention to is her vagina. On the one hand, every time me and my white lover make love, I am not me and he is not him. I am Africa, allowing itself to be taken by settler Europe. Isn't he using you? On the other hand, my vagina is also responsible for miscegenation, sexual relations between people of different races or the act of producing children from parents of different races. Because we are not two people enjoying loving and attraction to each other, what we are is responsible for blurring that clear line of what makes Britannia rule. Because you know what they say, once you go black, and you can be out on a walk by the river on a rare day off, you say excuse me to that someone blocking the walkway, and it ends up in, don't get riled up because you've been wild shagging. You know, because us black women are untamable creatures with insatiable sexual appetites. I think all women are untamable creatures. After all, for most of us, we have an organ whose internal shape has wing-like aspects ready to lift off. Designed for no other purpose but pleasure. Thank you, clitoris. 
I don't know why a man fishing illegally and blocking the walkway to the river, threatening to take his jacket off and throw one of us in the river, should be concerned about my clitoris. In fact, my brain being what it is thinks, if we've just been wild shagging, shouldn't we be nice and zen because we've both just released post-coital happy hormones into our brains? (laughs) And by the way... Why do you need to take your jacket off to throw someone into the river? And before you go thinking it was a one-off, bad apple to be ignored, that man was standing next to his wife and child making those threats. Society seems full of bad apples these days. And the collective silence of bystanders witnessing and filming but usually never helping is always the second act of violence to follow. A drunk stranger asks us as we wait for a bus home after a date. Yes, hot, hot, sexy sex with my white lover. That's what's happening next. How did I end up here? What is this place? They start a meh, snowball cast, or ender meh, blie vask. Two lovebirds sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. I am an African violet, I need room to grow, I need room to breathe. My stomach is smart. My stomach doesn't take shit, literally. It is warning me. If self-help guru Louise Hay is right, my stomach problems indicate dread, fear of the new, inability to assimilate the new. Assimilate means to become part of a group, country, society, etc., or to make someone or something become part of a group, country, society, etc. The stomach warnings alternate with a prickly sensation under my armpits. It is 10 degrees colder compared to summer or winter back home, but I sweat all the fucking time. Remember that song about how skeletal bones connect? Well, your toe bone connected to your foot bone, your foot bone connected to your heel bone, your heel bone connected to your ankle bone. That one. My body doesn't work as it has before, not since I moved here. If it's not my stomach aches and loo runs, it's prickly, sweaty armpits and most recently swollen, sore joints, ankles, wearing two shoe sizes up tripping and falling like I got no bones holding me up. Louise Hay says, Ankles, inflexibility and guilt. Ankles represent the ability to receive pleasure. Living here is the process of inoculating myself from living without the physical touch of family for years at a time. Living here is being ravaged by 1,000 merciless acts of violence or silence aimed at your race. Funny thing about the word race, one of its meanings is a competition in which all the competitors try to B 
be the fastest and to finish first. In that paradigm, I get three strikes. Black African, immigrant, woman. I don't understand how a job I got paid for over there is one I cannot be hired for over here. Living here is being ignored in your face. You can talk and be ignored as if words didn't pass your lips. Did I make a mistake coming here? That's one question every migrant, for whichever reason, since time has asked. I'm sure of it. I feel an incredible guilt for coming to a world that has left me hanging by a freelance thread. I thought I would grow old with my sisters. Who will daughter my mother? Sometimes I shudder at the idea that my bones will be buried far away from the red soil of home. It's why I don't want to be buried. Ugh. But then I don't want my final act to be spreading more CO2 into the planet. Big questions, hey? As my granny would say, Ya, ya, di di Am I the cat or the hare? I have always thought of myself as a cat, independent, self-cleansing, and an aversion to staying where I am ill-treated. And you start to forget about all the promises made, twisting and turning in your love of salt and sand and sea and snow and berries and aloe vera. And you start to forget the shape of your own heart, I wasn't at my own wedding. I was erased from the surprise wedding cake because two white figurines stood atop it. I wasn't there. You forget when your brother-in-law's wife approaches you first because someone has left a towel on the radiator. You may not be used to these where you come from, but it's a fire hazard. Wasn't me. You forget when your other brother-in-law's partner declares that there is a type of immigrant the country deserves. My African heart still fights to be open, though, and is excited when moving into a new place my neighbour shows an interest, stops me for a chat. Yes, a possible friend. Wah, wah, wah. Ugh. It's only for another dose of violent communication. It's only to ask if I am a council rental. My sole purpose is to do the sex and his laundry, or his wife's across town. This is the harem. I should say that, <laughs> but I don't. I'm learning a game here, the game of this land. Rampant use of sarcasm and class assault whenever you can. I choose something utterly classist. You know, I am university educated. You forget when someone tries to explain to you how to use track changes in Word. It is the original fucking app. You forget when people tiptoe around you using words like sanctuary, which is not provided here, by the way, or longitudinal study, which we need to continue carrying out to confirm our humanity. And you forget 
when you call an older black woman auntie or miss, as is my custom. Some tell me, don't call me auntie. And sometimes it's, why don't you call me uncle? When you talk belonging, I'm born here, innit? Enough black British stories to tell. They don't have to be African. I forgot lots of other things too. Became incredibly afraid to make friends, trust, walk alone for fear of physical attack. That is all encompassed in the prickly, sweaty armpits I eventually deduce. The tall woman my mother raised me to be was forgetting herself. But slowly, slowly though, the skill I learned from childhood about not moaning when you're bored, but making your own fun helped me stand tall. Especially at those events where my magic trick was to see how quickly people's words can disappear, which they often did when they found out you were not from the place or they were not drunk enough yet to talk to you. I know how to be a kama 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 chameleon. Standing with a drink in my hand alone, I can do that. At home, I always had the cloak of protection in work, friends, most importantly in family. Living here, I'm really having to ask myself, without that safety, who am I? Living here, I am in a world where my everyday food is considered ethnic and I am a minority, which statistically is true. But the problem is it often translates into being treated as a minority in humanity. Here I am skin, trying to protect my organs inside, trying to protect my soul. Sometimes I think about making a leaflet that I would just hand out in new spaces. Get over the hard part. The hard part usually starts with, do I detect an accent, darling? The leaflet would say, one, this is not an accent. We all have one. Yours is a British accent, including black British people. Can we stop this? Two, no, I really don't know why black cab drivers on that trip you took to the African country I do not come from played loud music. Three, of course, our kids will be cute. All kids are. Four, our children won't be mixed anything. I think the term mixed attached to identity feels violent. Perhaps it's just how I grew up with slurs like 0.5, mixed up, half cast. When a human being is being made, sperm and egg join together. I like that word, join. Five. As an artist, I need and want work outside of Refugee Week. Migration, identity and belonging is only one thematic area I enjoy exploring. Please reach out to me about my other topic, right to sexual pleasure, please. Six, there is a difference between asking what was your childhood like and what kind of house did you live in. One of them is poor code for was it a mud hut and the other is an actual interest in the person in front of you. Seven, telling me to fuck off home or you're not even from here will never be an insult because I am from a place where I have experienced the greatest humanity. So 
fellow migrants, and especially second generationers, stop saying my parents came from nothing. The great things about our culture is everything. Here is a place I have been taught a harsh lesson in how to keep mine, my humanity. I would gladly go back there, but my life's journey has brought me here. You know, something is terribly wrong if you are spending your life journey worrying about mine. My favorite language to speak is connection because I seek it and I hope it will always find me even in this hostile environment. And it has found me connection in places sometimes. But make no mistake, I am not the Dalai Lama, so don't fuck with me. I don't want to fight the good fight. I just want to live while I am alive. The global shift with us mostly indoors has actually provided respite from the daily acts of violence targeted my way. I am a global shape shifter. I am a daughter of people once displaced. I am a lover of duality because of it. I seek to understand the cracks of identity. I am a citizen of stories, a kingdom within. No border can ever break because I am the physical manifestation of home. It can never be taken away from me and I can build any form of it anywhere. I am the sounds between sentences because my culture is song and dance and eating with hands and fiery and earthy flavor. I am never far from the tactile. Wounded deeply in this West to become a diasporic daughter who once again hears deeper and clearer the original voice of my heart, sharpening my senses in this foreign land. I am not the foreigner. I brung with me all I am. This land becomes mine as I grow here. I am a shapeshifter. I am wired for survival. I may not regrow a tentacle like an octopus can after being wounded, but just like it, I am capable of moving with agility once again when I heal. I am trying to heal. From a war of words, and threats of violence towards me, living here. Thank you, Louise Hay, for affirmations to heal my stomach. Life agrees with me. I assimilate the new every moment of every day. All is well. For my ankles, I deserve to rejoice in life. I accept all the pleasure life has to offer. As for prickly, sweaty armpits, to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Next time you think of my vagina and how it is changing the landscape here, in the words of Russell Brand, an immigrant is just someone who used to be somewhere else. I am an African violet 
I need room to grow. I need room to breathe. Things I'm Not is a podcast by Legal Aliens Theatre. If today's story has moved you, amused you, provoked you, we would love to hear from you. Please send us your creative responses, whether it's another piece of audio or a video or a photo or a poem or even a drawing by going to www.thingsiamnot.com slash responses. You'll get the chance to be featured in our digital gallery. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Legal Aliens Theatre or on Twitter and Facebook at Legal Aliens ITC. Thank you for listening. See you soon.